Hello guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come into the room. Today is Friday. It is the day that we come together, we commune, uh, we hear what the Lord has been speaking, has been impressing on my heart um, today. I don't have a special guest. I'm a special guest, so hey girl. <laughs> um, but yes, I know I'm a little late. I scheduled to be on at six. However, the Lord had something else he wanted to do before I got on. And so I had to make room for him because how many of us know that sometimes the Lord just come and he just disrupt your schedule. Come on now. He'll just disrupt your schedule. He'll disrupt your itinerary, okay? He'll disrupt your plans. And so when he comes to disrupt, it's come because he's coming to deposit. Oh my God. I hope somebody catch that. So yes, um, so I'm here. And so to everybody who are coming to the room, welcome, welcome, welcome. I thank you so much for joining us this Friday. I hope you're having a blessed week on purpose. I hope your day was prosperous. I hope I hope that you just continue to be uh, just full of joy and peace and that the Lord continues to endow you with his presence and he just take you Lord into another level and dimension of rest hallelujah because I know like if you're like me you need rest you know so a lot of times people we, we we find ourselves praying for things that are tangible or material things and not to say that those things are not important but I do find that there is something that is far more valuable then what material or tangible things and that's rest i know i be just needing rest like i feel like i'm you know i've been fighting right it's like you think of david he was just a warrior and they would go out to war and sometimes they would be gone for long extensive time because it depends on how long the battle would be and so sometimes you feel like you've just been in warfare for an entire season sometimes you feel like you've been in warfare you know for you know just over a duration of time and you just need rest so the thing that I pray that God really begins to bestow upon you today is a rest. The Bible says that if we come unto him, all those that are burdened and heavy laden, he will give us rest, rest for our weary souls. So some of us may feel weary because the warfare has been intense. If you've been in that battle and that battle seems like it went to another level, just where you felt like you thought you had a good footing over the enemy. You felt like, you know, you was gaining some territory and some traction. And then it seems like like your um it seems like your territory like the uh the warfare excuse me got more intense and now you feel like you're getting weary or you feel like you want to faint or you want to stop you want to give up so i pray for a renewed strength for you today and that you find yourself in god's rest and understanding that rest is a warfare tactic amen it will confuse the enemy because the enemy wants us all flustered he wants us always feeling like we got to do something he wants us you know all up in our mind he wants us to be all flustered and frustrated right but the devil is a liar. God says to labor to enter into his rest. So rest today, right? So amen. Um, I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys because the Lord decided to just come in and have his way um, in my time of meditation and study and prayer um, as I prepare for today. Um, we're just gonna let Holy Spirit flow, right? Whatever he got to say today about miracles on miracles, we're gonna let it flow in the name of Jesus Christ. So I just wanna welcome everybody to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I welcome you to today 
today's episode of Miracles on Miracles. And I want to thank every person who is a new follower, new listener. I see that I've been getting some followers. I thank you guys so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys mean so much to me. It keeps me encouraged and strengthened to get up here and constantly come before you with what I believe God has laid on my heart. Amen. And so I pray that you continue to be blessed and empowered and encouraged. I pray the Lord speaks to you and then expressly in a way that you know it's him, that he confirms something he's already spoke to you because I shouldn't be the first time you heard the word of the Lord. He should become speaking first. Wisdom speaks at the gate, right? Speaks at the entrance. So you should hear the word of the Lord first out of his mouth. And then maybe he'll use uh, such a, such a wretch like me to confirm his word. Amen. But I am a saint. I am a daughter of God. So I just want to welcome, welcome, welcome you into the room. All my loyal, loyal, loyal followers. Hey girl. Hey, how y'all guys doing? Um, I would love to hear from you guys. You guys are just so amazing. I appreciate every download, every stream, um, all forms of any type of support that you give the podcast. Um, it is so appreciated. And so I just thank you guys so much. Thank you for rocking and rolling with me for we are in our fourth season. We are in our season of identity and the Lord has just been really just doing something so phenomenal in this season. He's been coming through with the heat and the fire. The guests been coming through just dropping gems all over the place. And I know I've been being blessed. I hope you're being blessed. And so it's going to continue to go up from here. Amen. Um, so I just want to welcome everyone everyone into the room if you listen to the replay hey girl hey so so my brothers get on what's up bro you welcome here if you know because the lord's word he has no he's not partial he has no favorites amen and if something you hear um resonate with your spirit receive it man of god because god is he is he is very interested and he is very much concerned about you too so hey you miracles on miracles right and so yes without further ado a little housekeeping Guys, reach out to me, connect with me. I want to hear from you. I would love to hear just how this podcast is blessing you, you know, just how you've been being encouraged. If you have any comments, prayer requests, please, if you're listening on a platform where you can leave a comment, leave a comment. I know Podbean, you can leave a comment. Um, on Spotify, you may be able to leave a comment, but I do post um, questions on Spotify that you can't um, reply to. So connect with me. I normally always leave my contact information in the description box. Um, so if you want to know how to contact me or, um, you know, or you want to go to my website to just kind of check out and see what I do or what I offer, you guys can always look in the description box for that information. And so like, comment, share, um, review, leave a review. If it's blessing you, if it's being good to you, please don't leave nothing negative. Um, but the goal here is the great commission. We are to spread the gospel to all men and all nations, right? Into every tribe and every tongue. And so how we do that and using technology is things like podcast, social media, you know, television, all these different forms. It's just to take the message of Christ. And, and that message is always, not always because you're in a pulpit or because you have a title as pastor, whatever the ministry God is burdening you, whatever platform he has given you, that's your sphere of influence. So I just ask you guys, because we are a community. We are walking this work, this um, journey out together. I ask you guys to partner with me and like, comment, and share so the podcast can gain more visibility, so I can get out in front of more women, more people to be a blessing so they can hear um, what the Lord has to say, even concerning them and their situation. So now that that's out of the way, we're going to get into it. Miracles on miracles. <clears throat> you know, I think that's such a, uh, it's such a, hot topic right because i think 
as believers, we want to always hear the good stuff. <laughs> we always want to, you know, it's like the Bible says, you you know, you want that tickling of the ear. And if we're, if we're honest, a lot of times we're guilty. I know I can be partial at times, right? Where I don't want to always hear a word, you know, that's a hard word or a word of warning word or, you know, of some kind of pending, um, you know, uh, calamity or storm you know normally you want to hear these fluff words these good words like oh the lord is about to bless you he's about to rain down blessings he's about to open a door he's about to take your ministry to another level he's going to bless your business oh he's going to bring your kingdom husband oh he's going to we normally want to hear that kind of stuff or you know the lord is pouring you know out another measure of glory on your life or whatever it is and not to say that we're wrong of wanting to hear those things but we got to understand that God is balanced and God is not only speaking on in one way right God is too multifaceted he's too vast he's always speaking all the time and the reason why a lot of us may only hear certain things or may not hear the voice of God at all is because we're quenching Holy Spirit which the Bible warns us against because we're not open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and so what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me earlier in a conversation with one of my good sisters when it came to miracles um, that a lot of times when God is preparing to do a miracle <laughs> in our lives, it don't just start with the miracle. It's like God is just so strategic in how he does things, right? So it's always a process of preparation. And so even though God is about to do a miracle and the miracle happens suddenly, there's still a process of preparation. And so when I was talking to my friend earlier and I'm like, the Lord is about to be, the miracles he's about to produce, he's going to begin to process you to prepare you to increase your faith to remove people out the room right and see that's where i had kind of went earlier because i realized that there are some people who was um in the wrong category in my life right sometimes when god begins to make you aware that you need to take inventory of the people in your life is not always because you need to totally cut them off that's why you got to really see god's face sometimes he's showing you something or showing you someone because he needs you to rearrange Okay, he needs you to rearrange because maybe he's still going to use you to be a blessing to them. But because of whatever it is in them that he's still working through or working on, that they can't be so close because, see, they'll get close to you and the miracle might burn them and they may not be able to handle the heat. So when God begins to reveal to you about people in your life and in your circle, in your sphere that you maybe need to rearrange, you need to understand that's a part of the prosperity the process of the miracle coming because when you think about it when jesus was asked by jarius to come see about his daughter who was sick unto death and then by the time jesus was able to be en route to her then here we got the woman with the issue of blood she had a need and that's like us we all have a need we all need jesus to touch our situations you know but jesus he so he he was just he just was so um vast that he was able to handle everybody's the capacity that everybody needed him to be and so he healed this woman with the issue of blood her faith made her well but see ha come on now somebody in the midst of her getting her blessing jerry's daughter died and he got the he get the news that his that they no longer needed the teacher because she was now dead see sometimes we get focused on our neighbor or somebody else when they get their miracle and we think to ourselves well lord i've been waiting for my miracle for 10 years i've been waiting for my miracle 
for five years and see the thing about it is you can't get caught up in somebody else getting a miracle even if it looked like your miracle died see Jarius had enough faith to understand even though he got the report from his servants that his daughter was dead and he no longer needed Jesus he didn't allow the naysayers to fill him up with unbelief because see Jesus had to take care of that need in the moment that woman she had that issue of blood for 18 for um I think 12 years. For 12 years, she had her issue of blood. She needed healing in the moment. But that didn't mean he wasn't able to go meet Jarius's need, even if it looked at like the miracle died. And so Jesus continued to go to Jarius's, um, into Jarius's home. And when he got there, the people were crying and wailing. They were grieving. They were just acting, you know, they were in a place of mourning. And Jesus told them, clear out. He said they needed to get out the room. They needed to get out the space. Why? Because when God is about to release a miracle in your life, greetings, the God's general greetings. When God is about to release the miracle in your life, it matters who's in the room. Come on, listen to me. When God is about to release the miracle in your life, it matters who's in the room, okay? Because listen here, if you have people like those people, they were mourning, they were in grieving and sorrow. And see, what we don't understand is faith is the currency for the miracle. So when you got people and they got doubt and they got unbelief or they don't, they, they feel like, oh, it can't happen or it ain't never happened to you or your situation is too far gone or it's too dead or your child been out there too long or your marriage been messed up for too long or you've been messed up for too long. See, when people have that mindset about you, that's the energy that they're going to give off. And so Jesus said, I need to get them out because see, they're in here mourning and they're in here grieving and I'm in here and I'm about to perform a miracle. And the only thing I need in the atmosphere is faith. So when God begins to show you people in your life that need to be removed, it's not because it's maybe always that they're evil or that, you know, they're plotting against you. Maybe it's just, they don't have the level of faith, right? And so the Lord began to show me that the reason why he started having me rearrange where people people was because I asked him I said well Lord now that you're revealing to me that this person is not the person that need to be close to me should I totally distance myself or should I just rearrange where they are in my life and Holy Spirit told me to rearrange because see they still needed to be in an eyes view see the people had to leave the room before Jesus could raise up Jairus's daughter but they didn't leave the vicinity hear me and hear me well we got to know that miracles are what draw people that's the power and the demonstration of God to help ignite belief, to draw the unbeliever. That's the commercial to the movie of Jesus to come into the kingdom, right? So we need people to see the miracle. So if you totally cut people off, they may can't see the miracle because God is concerned about us all. So I had to be clear, like, Lord, should I keep her? Should I just let not let her be so close to me? And he's like, yes, you rearrange and categorize her where she's supposed to be. But I still need her close enough so when I do come through with the miracle she can see and she can believe so I said okay so we have to understand that right before God begins to manifest the miracle he begins to do a process for the miracle because the miracle needs a certain environment how do we know this because before he could go to Lazarus he got the message that Lazarus was sick but Lazarus wasn't dead yet when he got the message and he still prolonged where he was a few more days so by the time he was able to get to Lazarus Lazarus had been dead 
for four days. So you got to understand because he didn't have a car. He didn't have a bus. He didn't have a train. He didn't have a plane, right? So he traveling by foot or by donkey or camel or whatever. And so it obviously took time for him to get there. See, sometimes the Lord tells us he give us the vision. You might get that dream. You might get that prophetic word about the miracle coming. But the miracle still has to be in route. Sometimes we give up too soon because the thing looks dead and we think that Jesus ain't coming because he took a little time. And see, he had to take his time before he got to Lazarus because it had to be the right environment because he didn't want to show up and be a healer because they were used to him being a healer. He needed them to know, not only am I Rapha, not only am I Jehovah Rapha, not only am I a healer, but I am the resurrection. So he needed the right environment. And so what happens when he got to um, when he got to Mary and Martha? What did they both say to him? Lord, if only you had come sooner, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And he's like, didn't I tell you? If you just believe, you will see the glory of God. See, a lot of times the process before the miracle comes is the preparation. And if you don't fulfill the process or if you abort the mission too soon, then you run risk of not seeing the miracle because everything God does is in a process. When we read the Bible, we sometimes read it and we try to put the confines of time in our mind. But by, the Bible ain't A, B, C, D. It's always time in between certain events and certain things that happen. And so sometimes God does the miracle and it's immediate for whatever reason because his ways are not our ways. But then a lot of times there is a process before the miracle and we're just not always sensitive or privy to it. So to us, it looked like Jesus just came and healed Jerry's daughter. But see, there was a process because on the way, he had to heal somebody else and then when he got there he had to remove some people out the out, out the room and then he had to go and he had to speak to her and he had to command her to wake up Talitha Kum little girl get up so you got to know that when when the Lord is sending the miracle he's always going to prepare the environment for the miracle and when we don't allow God to prepare our environment sometimes it's our own unbelief sometimes because of the waiting hallelujah just like Mary and Martha see they had to wait on Jesus and see there was a moment where they still had hope because Lazarus wasn't dead he was just sick see sometimes God oh my Lord sometimes God will allow something to to be sick unto death because God wants to see how much faith do we have do we have faith that even if that thing we believe in for die that he is able to resurrect it so see they probably had a level of belief and faith when Lazarus was just sick because they're like oh let us call Jesus because the Bible is very clear about Jesus relationship he had with Mary Martha and Lazarus it said they were his friends and it said he loved them so we sometimes as human beings, we begin to internalize God's timing and his calendar and think God don't love us. Come on, somebody. I need you to hear me today. Sometimes we think because God seemed like he's taking his time. 
that we think he's forgotten about me. Oh, I feel forsaken. I feel overlooked. Everybody's being blessed but me. Why does it feel like God ain't answering my prayers? When I'm calling out to him, why is he not speaking to me? And then all of a sudden, your rejection begins to rise up. Your abandonment begins to rise up. Your 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 uh mommy and daddy issues begin to rise up. And now you feel like, well, God must not love me. Oh, baby. But the Bible is clear that Jesus loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha, but it still did not prevent him from following the protocol to provide the miracle. He still waited days before he left to even get on the journey to go to them. Sometime God hear you the first time, not sometime, all the time. He heard your prayer the first time. But he has to wait for the proper environment. See, so when Jesus got to them, it wasn't a healer that he was that they needed. They needed the resurrection. Sometimes God is trying to take our faith. We hear that. We hear that quote, faith to faith. But do you understand what that means and the process? That is required from you to go to faith to faith, because if you've already seen God perform miracles financially, you've already seen him supernaturally, you know, uh, pay your bills, pay your rent. It's not the same when you need God to buy you a building. It ain't the same when you need God to get you a church. It ain't the same because see, as you build up in your faith, that means the things that you are in need of or that you are petitioning him for are bigger and your faith needs to match that. So now he was trying to take them from faith to faith. He wanted them to see. See, you're used to me now on this level. You're used to seeing me heal the sick, but I need you to see me raise the dead. How many people in the room today need God to raise up some dead things that seem like they dead, but be mindful of what come out your mouth because what Jesus said about Lazarus to us, to the disciples, he said, Lazarus has fallen asleep. So be mindful not to call something dead that God said is just sleeping. And when you go back to the story of Jarius's daughter, she was asleep, he said. So it's interesting to me, God's perspective of situations. That's why we cannot be in our carnal minds and looking out of a natural lens and be in our flesh about something. Because yes, maybe your situation looks like it's decomposing. It may be starting to smell because Lazarus was. He was, could you imagine? He was already decomposing. They said, no, 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 Lord. We don't, don't roll away the stone. He's been dead four days. He's already starting to smell. But Jesus ain't afraid of your smell. <laughs> Jesus not afraid of your situation smell. He's not afraid to get down in that grave and raise that thing up. Raise up that dream he put in you. Raise up that ministry he put in you. Raise up that family he put in you. He's not afraid to go down there and get it. Sometimes we be so afraid to let him touch it again because we think we're going to be disappointed. Disappointment is the robber to your miracle. Disappointment is the robber to your miracle. Jarius could have easily got disappointed and gave up when he got the report, which was true, but it wasn't the truth. See, you got to be clear that the reality sometimes is the reality, but whose report are you going to believe? You got to have that faith that says, I do not care what this thing look like. I don't care how bad it seems. I don't care how far in this pit 
that I am in. I believe that God is taking me to the palace because that's the destiny and the vision and the dream he gave me. I got you got to be able to speak to that thing and say, thus save the Lord. And I command you in the name of Jesus to come in alignment with the word of God spoken over my life. And he said, I shall live and not die in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is he told to you, do you have enough faith to even see the miracle? And so I just think to myself, we hear miracles and we want to hear these messages about miracles and we want to be prophesied that God is about to do this grand miracle, perform this great supernatural divine miracle that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. But do you understand the process that is required to see that kind of miracle? <laughs> because again, everything God does is strategic, it's intentional, and he does everything decent, decently and in order. And for every miracle, there needs to be a level of environment. And for every miracle, there needs to be a level for faith. So the things that I used to believe God for last year, the year before, are not the same things I'm believing God for this year because there's an elevation. There's a progression. I'm going from faith to faith. So now my level of faith has to go up. So guess what happens? It seems like the level of warfare intensifies, but that's because God is trying to grow your faith. Because who, what manufacturer builds anything constructs anything and don't test it first my god i would not want to drive a vehicle if the manufacturer they got it all assembled but they didn't take it through some testing come on now see that's what god is he's our creator he's our manufacturer he has constructed as we are his workmanship right wonderful are his works and we know them very well but what kind of creator would he be if he don't test his product so a lot of times we think that it's just the enemy, but see, you got to know that the enemy has to get permission. And so if the God, if God has given the enemy permission and it's not, we have just open sins. Come on now. Sometimes we just need to keep it real with ourselves. Sometimes we just in sin. Sometimes we just got an open door. Sometimes we just in disobedience. But when we know it ain't that, and it's just something that God has allowed, you got to know it's working for your good. You got to know that he has not given the enemy permission to come and afflict you like he did Job. Because like we clearly see there was some parameters. There was some boundaries in that permission. He could afflict Job, but he couldn't touch his life. That's why you're still alive. You've been afflicted, but you the enemy don't have permission to take your life. Just like the enemy don't have permission to take your miracle. But what we end up doing is we forfeit the miracle because we don't understand the process. We want the miracle, but we don't want the preparation. Come on now. See, so how can you ask God for a miracle, but you're not even equipped to handle the miracle and see what happens? What did God say? He said, I'm not slow in coming that I just have been restrained. These to be destroyed. Sometimes the very thing that we praying for or that God wants to give us is the thing Yes. Well, keep in touch. Keep in touch. Thank you so much. Is the thing that is going to destroy you if you're not prepared. So sometimes the miracle is the thing that is going to destroy you. So God has to take you through preparation. God has to get some things out of you. God got to mature you. God got to grow your faith. Yes. Hold on. Let me put it in here. Uh, here's my email. I answer my emails. It comes right to my phone. 
you can email me and we definitely can connect. And you can also follow me on here if you like. And I do always put my um, contact information in any description box of any episode that I release. So, uh, yes. So, um, I, do you see it? I just put it on there. Did you see it? I put my email. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on because God is doing something and he's moving and he's moving at a rapid pace. So sometimes the preparation begins to speed up. Come on now. That's why it appears like things get more chaotic. That's why it appears. Um, I got to figure out my WhatsApp. Um, that's not something that I use often. So I got to kind of figure that out. But if you email me, we can connect and I can figure out WhatsApp from there. Because the email is like the best way to get in contact with me because I, I, I get all my emails daily and then we can um, we can go from there, figure out other ways to connect. So, yeah, just just take my email down and we can definitely go from there. Thank you so much. So the reason why a lot of times or a lot of us are feeling like and sensing and seeing there's a speeding up of or a, a rapid acceleration of what appears to be warfare, what appears to be chaos is because God is, the miracle is here. And see, so you gotta know how to discern the sign, the times, sons of Issachar. You got to know how to discern your times and seasons. And what happens is the enemy will sometimes try to get you so distracted in what your situation is, get you so distracted by the chaos and what's not going right and what's coming against you and what's falling short and what you can't pay and what bills are due and what person is persecuting you and what person lying on you and what emotional storm you know that you're going through. He'll try to get you so distracted by all of these other things that you're not in tune with what God is doing and you could potentially forfeit the miracle. But I came on here today because I'm like, I don't want my sisters and brothers to forfeit the miracle. I want you to understand God is still a God of miracles. He's still performing miracle signs and wonders. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have to know that he is not a man that he shall lie. He still wants to show himself strong and mighty in our lives because because that is the way we build a testimony and we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of I, thy testimony. So every time God does something miraculous in our life, he gets the glory. He wants to glorify himself. And we want to be able to testify of the goodness of our God to others so they shall believe. But of course, the enemy don't want us to do that, right? Because the enemy wants people to stay in darkness. And what better way is when I... Because if I tell my testimony to people, when I tell my testimony to people, I can tell, I can sense, I can see that immediately they're impacted, right? They're immediately intrigued. They're immediately like, oh, wow, I can't believe that you went through all that. I can't believe God did that for you. Wow. When I begin to testify of the goodness of God, come on now, that gets people's attention. And so the devil wants to keep people blind. So what he'll try to do is he'll try to use smoke and mirrors. See, when a sign that your miracle is is near is not the only sign, but it is a sign. Okay, let me make that clear because sometimes we're in different seasons and, and things going on. You have to go back to God always and just confirm the word, test the spirit, ask God to elaborate on what it means for you in your life. But a sign that your miracle is on the way is the chaos intensifying, the warfare intensifying, 
things happening out of nowhere and just trying to pull you in every which way in different directions to try to take your mind off of God. What does the Bible say? It says he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. How do you have peace that surpasses all understanding when you have everything, all storms on every side, when the waters is trouble, you know, when you're going through the fire, it's because we just continually keep our minds on Christ Jesus is because when we when we come to God and we make our request known it's with prayer it's with thanksgiving and it's and we believe that we gonna receive it we don't go and with doubt right we don't be like well Lord maybe can you we have that peace comes because we believe that when we come to his throne we're anxious for nothing and in all things through prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving making our request known unto him the peace gonna come to us because we know we serve a God who answers prayer and once we lifted it up to him, we can rest assured that if it's his will, he's going to do it. And so then that peace can come. But the, the number two robber, because like I said, disappointment is a robber of your miracle. Your second robber of your miracle is no peace. If you don't have no peace, it's really difficult to maintain the presence. Because the for sure environment that needs to be manifested in your life to receive the miracle of God is his presence. Don't think for one second that you're going to see miracles on miracles and you have no presence. You got to learn how to cultivate the presence. You got to learn how to build an altar. You got to learn how to have a prayer life. You got to learn how to worship. You got to learn how to praise. You got to learn how to fast. You got to learn how to rest. You got to know how to cultivate the the presence of God because it's in his presence that there is miracles. We know that there in, in in the presence of the Lord there is liberty, right? So when we see his miracles, when you have the right environment, when you are connected to the right people, when you have the faith friends, because even though Jesus moved those people who were in mourning and grieving out the room before he could come in to, re to resurrect Jairus's daughter. He still had people with him. He had Peter, James, and John. And see, one thing I started noticing when I was studying the word of God, I noticed Jesus had a pattern, right? Because how many of us know that God works in patterns and principles? And I noticed there was a pattern that there were certain miracles or certain parts of Jesus that only Peter, James, and John saw. So I was just kind of like me, myself. I'm like, okay, Lord, why is it you got 12? You got the 12, you got the 70, and then you got the multitudes that's following you, right? But that's a clear pattern. Jesus understood how to categorize people in his space. He knew that there was only three he could take to certain areas, to certain things, to, to, to be a witness to certain miracles. So you got to know that even though God may remove people or tell you to rearrange people because he's getting prepared to release the miracle, you got to know that he's going to also bring people that's going to that's be able to help you birth the miracle. So Jarius and his wife and Peter, James and John, they were still in the room because how many of us know that God don't need quantity? All he needs is quality. It, it only need to be a few to birth the miracle and so if we get out of ourselves and out of our flesh and stop thinking that we know how God is going to work and we can just operate any old kind of way and we're going to see miracles or miracles we are kidding ourselves because that is clearly not what we see in the Bible Jesus he had a pattern there when he went to go to the Mount of um, Mount Sinai um, he, uh, Mount, or the Mount Olives and he was being transfigured 
Um, he again, Peter, James, and John. So there were certain intimate parts of him. There's certain parts of his transformation, certain parts of his ministry, certain parts of his power that they only got to see. Be mindful. Sometimes the reason why God has not released the miracle because he ready, because he stay ready. He want to release it because, but he's looking down at you and he's like, hmm, but you got the wrong people in the room. And I'm going to say this because I feel it in my spirit. A couple weeks ago, and I hope this word is for someone, um, I kept being, I just kept hearing the same thing over and over and over again. Like about two weeks ago, it was um, maybe two and a half weeks ago. And it kept being, watch who's around you. I mean, it, I kept hearing it everywhere. Everything I turned to, everything I clicked on is watch who's around you. Watch those people who say, come eat and drink, but they secretly hate you in their heart. Or, you know, they're despising you or, you know, they're plotting evil against you. Like frenemies or fake friends or Judases in your life, right? People who on the out, outside is pretending to look, be like they're for you, but in, internally they're not. And we have to understand that that's just a part of this reality. It's not always that person just mean and evil. Some people got wounds. Some people got, you know, um, things that they um, went through in their life that they're unhealed from. And so they just have open doors or they just have voids in their life and God still needs to go and heal them. And then sometimes it just is that person, you know, needs to be delivered from you know some envy or jealousy or whatever but i'm saying that to say be mindful and take inventory discern the spirit and ask god is there people in your circle do, that you need to rearrange or remove altogether because it matters who's in the room i'm gonna say it again seek god ask him is there anybody in your life that shouldn't be there is there somebody you need to rearrange their position because it matters who's in the room it matters it matters the audience matters and so again if we look at the pattern of jesus we see in the new testament over and over where again it was just peter james and john and then there was a moment where it was all 12 and then you know then it was you know a moment where it was the multitudes but you got to understand there are certain miracles that when god is about to reveal he's about to release them is you you don't need the multitudes because everybody can't handle the blessing. And so that was the other part to that word. Not only do you need to take inventory and just discern the spirit and seek God and see if there's anybody in your space, anybody in your sphere that should not be or that you need to recategorize, but you have to understand God is always ahead, right? God is always ahead. He knows the end from the beginning. He's in the beginning and the end and the middle all at the same time. And so he see what we don't see. And he knows that that person who we got close to us are not healed enough. Come on, somebody to handle the blessings he's about to release on your life. And you may say, well, what do my blessings have to do with them? Well, again, the enemy will use anything. And it's like, have you ever been that friend or have you ever been that person where you see somebody getting the very thing you that you want? Let's be let's let's just keep it 100 here on the podcast. We keep it hot honest, open, and transparent. Have you ever been that person? Have you ever been that friend? Have you ever been the one who feel like you got to watch everybody? You watched all your friends get married, but you come on somebody. You watched everybody's um, get a promotion, but you, you watch everybody's business take off, but you, you watched everybody get elevated or get a prophetic word, but you, and then it makes you feel away if you're not healed. It makes you feel away if you're not mature. And so because God knows the heart of man, 
Come on, somebody, because God weighs the heart and he sees what we don't see. He may be trying to protect you because, see, the person who you think is for you and they're really struggling internally with their own issues. When they see your blessing, then envy can come in. And when you read the word, I think it's in Proverbs, it tells us that envy is as murder. And when a person gets full of jealousy and envy, like envy can turn into them plotting to hate. They begin to resent you. They get bitter. They get angry. All of these things can result. So now now they're plotting against you. Now they're praying against you. Now they're, you know, trying to come against you because then the enemy has an open door to come in and use them. So you have to understand God is very strategic in how he moves. And so when God is about to bless you tremendously, sometimes he begins to tell you to rework the room. And if you got an ear to hear, you will go ahead and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Rework your room because God is trying to, he's trying to resurrect your situation. He's trying to reveal the promise. He's trying to release the miracle in your life. But he has been held back, not because of the enemy, not because of warfare, not because witches and warlocks, simply because you ain't rearranged the room. Come on, somebody. So... Again, we're in a season, if you can discern the times, we just came out of Passover, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of high activity in the spirit realm, open heaven, um, time of release, time of recompense, time of restitution, time of compensation. you like, well, woman of God, where do you get that from? The book of Exodus, Exodus 12 through 14 in Passover. That's the season where Israel came out of Egypt and they came out with restitution and recompense. How do we know that? Because as they came out, they plundered the Egyptians. They The wealth transfer occurred in their coming out. So this is a season of release of recompense. He And how did God bring them out? In miracles, signs, and wonders. How did he do that? He performed miracles, signs, and wonders against the Egyptian gods. The 12, 10, I'm excuse me, 10 plagues where God bringing judgment on every God that the Egyptians were serving. And so we see that when God does things, he does things in such a miraculous way. And it can be so uh, flamboyant because some, how much do you really know? Like God likes to show himself off, right? He loves to just to put himself on display and glorify himself, right? He loves it when he can find a vessel. Hallelujah. That's why it says his eyes search the earth, going to and fro, seeing if there's one who got faith. So he's always looking down and say, okay, who can I work through today? Who got the faith to believe? Who can I release the miracle to today? God ain't short on miracles. God ain't short on healings. God ain't short on deliverance. He ain't short. His hand not short. He can't save. His ear not deaf. He can't hear. He got it but he don't always have a vessel <laughs> he always got it he always got the miracle there's no shortages in heaven but he don't always have a vessel so you got to be sensitive to the leading of the holy spirit and what he's saying woman of god men of god listen Continue the process. Don't stop short. Do not, don't give up. Don't get weary. Don't, don't, don't in the towel when you literally right there on the cusp. You right at the finish line, but because things have gotten a little more chaotic, just because you feel like, well, Lord, you ain't did it in all this time when you ain't gonna, you probably ain't gonna do it now. Or just because people try to, 
talk doubt into your mind and say, you crazy, you foolish, you believe in God for that. Where is that? Where your God at? He ain't did it yet. Don't allow the naysayers to taunt the torment. Don't let your feelings, don't let your circumstance, don't let none of that get you off your post. Stand firm in your position and see the salvation of the Lord. God is going to perform his word if you are in place and if you create the right environment for him to bring the miracle. He's going to need a right environment. So he needs you to make sure you got your faith friends and not the fake friends. I'm going to say that again. Your faith friends, the people that you know got your back, that love you, that's full of God's spirit and he and they believe with you no matter how crazy it is. They got the same faith that can match your faith because faith is the currency for the miracle. You got to have your faith friends and not your fake friends. And then you just got to have the right ingredients. You got to have faith. Again, every miracle that God is bringing requires a different level of faith. You got to know that. So if you're believing God for the impossible, baby, your faith better be on 10,000 because that's what it's going to take to see the impossible. This is why it said in Abraham, when he was told that he's going to have a son by his own wife who've been bearing her whole life, they have been married. She's 65. He's 75. That's a lifetime in today's world. They lived a little longer then, but in today's world, if you see a 65, who you done lived the whole life. So can you imagine living your whole life and you ain't never been able to produce nothing? And then God come and tell you, tap you on the shoulder and say, but man of God, woman of God, you going to produce a child. Huh? Yes, you out of your, out of the womb of your, your own wife. No, you ain't got to go get a concubine. No, you ain't got to go get a servant. You going to have it out your own life. But the Bible says, and Abraham believed God and it was a credit to him as righteousness. So your faith and your belief is what is going to create the environment, right? You got, and then it's the appointed time. Come on, somebody. That is the third key. So you got to have, you got to have the right people in the room. You got to have the right environment cultivated with your faith and your belief. And then it has to be the appointed time. God has an appointed time. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. So you have to know that the reason why the miracle didn't come before now, the reason why the miracle ain't coming later, um, the reason why the miracle is going to come at this time is because this is the Kairos moment. This is the appointed time where God has decided in his calendar, today is your day. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hear me and hear me well. When you have all three of these components, when they all begin to collide together and they be, and they culminate and they come to a head, what happens when you got the right people in the room, when you got your faith, friends? What happens when you got your faith and your belief to believe God at his word? And what happens when it's the appointed time in God's calendar, when you're in the moed of God and you're in his appointed time and you're in this season of Passover, you're in the season of release and he begins to release some things. What happens is you get miracles on miracles. <laughs> you get miracles on miracles. That's what happens. So if you're believing God for miracles on miracles, I suggest you go back through those three things, those three points to make sure that you are prepared. Because again, God doesn't release the miracle into hands that it will destroy. You might be believing for that husband's woman of God, but if it's going to become an idol, if he's going to be taking your heart from God, if you're going to begin to worship this man, God ain't going to give it to you because he needs to deal with your identity. He needs to deal with your heart. He needs 
needs to deal with your relationship, you being in love with him and he being your everything and him always being number one in your life, no matter what he brings to you, that you will never, ever, ever uh, demote God. Come on now, God can't be demoted, but what we do is we demote God of the position that he has in our lives. So we allow, we, we begin to put other things ahead of him, right? So if you're going to put your husband, if you're going to put your marriage, if you're going to put your wealth, if you're going to put your success, if you're going to put your ministry, if you're going to put your children, whatever it is that you feel like you've been waiting for, the miracles that you've been believing for and waiting for, if you're, if the Lord knows that you're, you're going to put those things in front of him, that they'll still hit your heart from him. He'll rather withhold them from you and process you so you can handle them and that they, they won't destroy you because they'll become an idol and the bible says that the idols of of the foreign of the foreign nations they they were accursed objects and that if the israelites were not to have these accursed objects among them least they be set apart for destruction like it so you don't want to create anything out of an idol. You don't want to create an idol out of anything. Excuse me. You don't want to even create an idol out of the blessing, the miracle. You always want to make sure that your heart is prostrated towards the giver, the creator, the one, the source, your strength, Elohim, Adonai, the lover of your soul, the Holy One of Israel, Yahweh, Jehovah, you El Elyon, you Jehovah Tiskanu, Jehovah Shalom. You got to know the will in the middle of the will, the ancient of days, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the most holy God. You got to understand that it is him. He is and he's enough. He, he's enough. We don't need anything else outside of him. But because his, of loving kindness and his mercy on us, he will give good gifts to those he loves. Come on, somebody, every good and every perfect gift comes from above. But we want to keep our eyes on the giver and not the gift. And so again, you got to be prepared. Not only do you need those three things, you got to be prepared and be able to handle what you've been believing for, be able to handle the miracle because God desires that you prosper, be in health as your soul prosper. He's desi he desires that you have life and have it more abundantly. He desires for you to have heaven on earth. The Bible tells us that he wants you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. He wants you to enjoy increasing abundance as we see that because the land he told Israel that he was giving them was a land of abundance. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, a land with pomegranates and figs and, you know, where you will mine uh, copper and iron, just all of these amazing terms that they understood because they were agriculturalists, right? They were people of the, uh, of, of the land. They were farmers and, you know, they lived off the land. So when he using those terms, when they were mining copper, they were doing this, you know, they were planting vineyards, you know, they were you planting their crops. That was a, in a language they could understand based on their culture. So he's basically telling them like, listen, I'm taking you into a land, but it's not just any land. Come on, somebody, because how many of us know that there could be a land that's dry? It could be a land that's barren. We see that in what? Second Kings three, where that the man of God, Elisha comes to the city and they say, yes, we, this is a good land, but the water is bitter. Come on, somebody. See, you can have a good land, but your source can be contaminated. They had a good land, but their water was bitter. And so what did the man of God do? He had to ask for a bowl and some salt. Why? And it had to be a new bowl because here it goes. God is always doing a new thing. Hey, 
and his shell spring forth subtly. So he needed a new bow and he needed salt. Why did he need salt? Because we're the salt of the world. What does salt do? Salt adds saltiness. It gives things flavor, but it also purifies, right? So he put the salt out of the new bow into the water and the water became sweet. And there was no more death or barrenness from that land. So be be understand that it is not God's heart for you to struggle and to toil by the sweat of your brow. We're not under the curse any longer, but sometimes our own actions or other different components may cause us to be under a curse or feel like we are. But God wants us to be in a, a place of increase. He constantly has shown it over and over again in his word. But again, he always prepared his people. Israel went through a lot of preparation before they actually crossed over the Jordan. Come on now. We know they went through many tests. We know they had to live on manna. They went through the wilderness. You know, we know that they, you know, had to get water out of the rock. You know, they, they had to, he had to turn the bitter water sweet. You, they, they had to do a lot of movement. They had to follow the, the presence of God and go wherever it, wherever it went and wherever it rested. They had to, you know, uh, set up camp. And then when it moved, they had to break camp. They had to learn how to depend on God. They had to learn how to listen and hear his voice. They had to learn how to be to be fed by him to live on daily bread give us this day our daily bread they had to learn to be totally dependent on god and it was through these different trials and tests that god was preparing them for the promised land so we have to know god is still working the same way so even though god has miracles on miracles for you even though god wants to take you into the promised land he needs to understand that you know that he's your promise first because the land, the home that we are really desiring is not of this earth. We are desiring our heavenly home and with our heavenly father, we, we're desiring heaven, paradise, eternity with the father, right? This is temporal. This is temporary. This earth is passing away every day, but he still desires for us to enjoy it because it's his creation. He created it and he created it and he owns it. It's the Lord. Earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So he wants us to be, you know, happy and to have joy. He wants us, you know, to, you know, be able to rejoice and have dancing and singings and celebrations um, because of the goodness of God, right? In the land of the living. He wants that for us. But again, it's about the preparation. It's about the right environment. It's about the right timing. It's about having the right people in the room. It's about your faith and your belief being at the level it needs to be to be able to harness or to be able to attract the miracle that you're believing for. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no need for you to be believing God for no Maserati and you only got Toyota faith. Okay. And it ain't no comparison. Like it ain't me saying one is better than the other. It's just an analogy. Like if you know that your faith is literally only for a, you know, I'm, I don't know. Cause I don't know much about cars, but you know, it's just a difference, right? A Maserati is a luxury car. It's an Italian made car. It has certain leather and it has certain features in it. It has certain things that only comes with that luxury. What only comes with that line, right? There's like, they don't even make you, they don't even mass produce Maseratis. First of all, that is just how, you know, just how, um, luxurious and um it's a word oh my gosh it slipped my mind but um that just goes to show you just how um tailor made or on demand that's the word that a maserati a maserati is because normally if they if they pre-manufacture some um, it's either people order them and never got them, or they may just do like a handful and have them at the showroom. But if you ever roll past Maserati, and I know I have, and I've even been there, they don't even have a lot of Maseratis there for you to test drive. They don't have a lot in the showroom because they normally do not begin to manufacture a Maserati until there is an order for one.
Let me tell you what the Spirit of the Lord just said. <laughs> the reason why your miracle has took so long is because it's an on-demand miracle. And he didn't start manufacturing it until you ordered it. And how did you order it? you started praying for it. And then you started actually believing what you was praying for. So once you begin to pray and believe, he had to start manufacturing it. So he is saying, don't get caught up in what you see. Don't worry about somebody else's life, somebody else's miracle, somebody else's breakthrough to see maybe maybe their miracle or maybe their blessing was mass produced. Come on, somebody. See, when something is being tailor-made, when something is being curated and cultivated, you know, and they're taking their time and they're in the every detail to making sure everything is in excellence and complete to make sure there is no defects to make sure everything is up to the standard you see maserati has a standard so anytime you think you're dealing with something that has a high standard you have to know it's going to take a little longer for it to be manufactured so be not weary in well-doing be don't and don't stop believing god don't stop believing and praising and shouting in advance for it because that helps speed up the manufacturing but know this the reason why the miracle has took so long is because it is an on-demand miracle and he he had to take his time to manufacture it specifically for you so take that to the lord pray over that receive it in jesus name because that just came right in the moment all of it came in the moment because like i said the lord had his way with me right before the podcast he disrupted my whole plan as i was about to enter into his presence to really just hear from him he had something else come up that was really important. And so I really just had to do a, a quick prayer before I got on. Um, and I just told the Holy Spirit just to have his way. I was a yielded vessel and to say whatever he needed to say to his people. Um, and I, I believe he has done that. So I'm very excited for what the Lord is doing. I pray that you take heed to the word of the Lord. Take it back to the Lord. Pray over it, um, discern the spirit, see if it's even for you, because it may not be your season yet. Um, but if it is for you, follow the leading of Holy Spirit as he will give you further instructions on what you're to do to prepare for your personal miracle. And so I'm super excited for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm just believing miracles on miracles. I'm declaring miracles on miracles. This is a season where we're going to see miracles. I'm talking about, and here, I will leave you with this one. Go read um, Amos 9, 13 through 15 in the message version. Go read Amos 9, 13 through 15 in the message version because it say it won't be long now. Um, God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, so fast your head is going to swim. One thing on the heels of another, everywhere you turn blessings, right? And so, um, and I'm just reading it from memory. So I don't know, um, but I'm just here the Lord saying, go read Amos 9, 13 through 15 and specifically read it in the message version because it, is, it has certain words that talks about things happening so fast, so fast your head is going to swim. One thing on the heels of another, everywhere you turn blessings. So that's the miracles on miracles when it is your season, when it is your time, when you have created the right environment, when you got the right people in the room, you will see the miracle hand of God, not because of you and your righteousness, simply because God is desiring to put himself on display because whoever is watching you, whoever is in your sphere of influence, they need to believe. Amen. And, and because he is faithful and he is a promise keeper. So I thank the Lord for this word that he has given us today. I pray that it bless you. And I just am excited. I, I want you guys to reach out to me, please. Um, I will leave my contact information in the description box 
um, let me know. Email me with your testimonies. I would love to hear your testimonies of how God has performed miracles or miracles in your life. So um, to God be the glory. I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. And as always, remember your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.